Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Griffin Air Conditioning. Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry, as well as dealing with some legendary blokes. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. That's griffinair.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series with Matt Rogers. The story continues. You'd agitate after that for a change of position. You'd looked, you'd played a bit of centre, a bit of fullback. Um, off topic under these new rules, I would love to see you in a number one jersey in 2021. I think the perfect fullback. But then Rugby Union came calling, mate. You'd, you'd played successfully as a, a Rugby Union schoolboy. Why the decision? Was it financially motivated? Was it a return to something you love? Was no, there was, there, was, there was a number of fact, facets or a number of factors that that sort of you know, that decision. It was it was a lot to do with you know sort of losing dad and well not not losing dad, losing mum. Yep, and want, didn't want to have any regrets. You know, yep. I, I just you know dad was dad was my boss at the time at the Sharks. Yeah, and and our relationship was sort of floundering a little bit. He was yep. my boss, and I was sort of one of the star players. And mum was dying. And we just—it was just an ugly situation, and I, I wanted out of it. And um, Chris Anderson could have changed it all. I had a meeting with Chris because he was the incoming coach, and he was the Australian coach at the time. Um, I didn't want to play on the wing; I was fed up with it. Yep. I knew I had more to offer to a football team. And Lange, you know, was just not prepared to move me. And he just—he said, uh, "You know, he goes, 'You're, you're too good. At, you, your team, you're, you're too good where you are. And I, you're one of the best, mm. if not the best, winger in the comp.' and that's where I see you playing. And, you know, you and ET are a team within the team I don't want to break up. And, you know, Opes could have I, – I, my dad set up a meeting with Opes before he came in to start coaching Cronulla, and I said, I want to meet with Opes before I sign any contracts or make any decisions. So I met with Chris, sat down, and I told him, I said, mate, I'm, I don't want to play on the wing. I said, if, if I'm here, what do you see? He goes, you're going you're to be a winger. He goes, mate, I can, you're the best winger in the comp. He goes, I'm not moving you. If he had said to me that day – I'll You're give you. A, I'll give you a shot. Was it centre or five eight? Centre five. I wanted to play five eight. Yep. He said, "If he just said to me, I'll give you a shot." He didn't have to promise me the position. Yeah. He didn't have to promise me an opportunity. You would have stayed. I would have stayed, but he didn't. And to his credit, like most coaches wouldn't do that. Yeah. Most coaches would say, "Yeah, I'll give you a shot." Mm. Like, you know, coaches tell porkies. Mm. Yes, <laughs> mate. They'll tell the, They'll tell porkies, and mate, he didn't. And you know, I respect him for that. And I went right. Oh well, I'm, and that and at that point, I was out, done. And how did Dad take that? Oh, uh, well, it, it wasn't the good. It, it took the pressure off Dad because it wasn't him. Yeah, you know, he'd taken himself away from the negotiations, from the so, negotiations yeah, yeah, yeah. and the equation. Yeah, yeah. but so, still, he's the boss. Well, Mum, yeah, 
Yeah, mum, mum was pretty distraught. She was dying at the time, and yeah. she's like, "Don't leave Cronulla." I'm like, "Mum, you can't say that. You're yeah. dying," and you know, like, sort of not gonna. Yeah, you know. Anyway, yeah. Again, it's um, it was a tough decision, but yeah, you know, I, I sometimes look back and think I never left. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely sometimes look back and think I should never have left Cronulla. You know, like it's it's like I've I've I bleed black, white, and blue. Like that's that's yep. it's my family. You know, mm-hmm. like. That's where I see my my family is Cronulla. Yep. And, you know, my dad, you know, if he's not the greatest shark of all time, he's up there with the greatest shark of all time. I, and, I think he is, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, there are some moments of when I reflect of regret, but, you know, at the same time I look back and I just think I, I had three pretty distinct careers within one career that I'm really grateful for. Regret's part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think you learn from it and I think it makes you think harder and stronger about yeah. different decisions down the line because you don't want to live through that again. But, um, yeah, there's a, there was a lot of things. Like I feel like if I'd stayed in rugby league, I, you know, there are, things could have – but I, but, I, but I also feel like if I'd stayed in rugby league, I just would have been stuck on the wing. Yep. And I, and I also feel like, you know, I played for the Titans at 5'8 at and I played against John Lang South. I was playing five eight. We lost Princey about ten minutes into the game. We ended up going on and winning the game. I had a pretty good game. And Langy comes into the dressing room and he sits down next to me. <laughs> and he's like, "Mate, I made a mistake." And I'm like, "Fucking oath, you did!" <laughs> like I was all filth- these years later, I was filthy. Oh, honestly, I think he thought he was trying to make me feel better. Yeah, it pissed me off. I bet. I'm like, mate. Oh, yeah. like we had, we had a great we uh, we had a good five eight. We had Mitch Healy. Yeah. But he's not going to. He was coming to the end of his career. But he was a, he's a good player, good yeah. kicking game. But I, I don't. Want, I'm not bagging Mitch, but he's not going to win your game. Like no. he's going to, you know, he's going to exactly. be he's solid. Yeah, you know, he like, won't lose you many, but he's not nah, going to win nah. many. And I felt like I had that ability. Yep. And I never got the chance to show it in my prime at Cronulla, and that's what I truly wanted to do. And I never got it, and it pissed me off. And Langy said that to me. I think he thought he was like doing you a favor. Do me a favor. Yeah. Well, don't tell me that. Like I, I had to chase my tail around this country to get myself an opportunity. I had to leave code. I had to leave the club I loved. Yep. I had to, you know, because you wouldn't give me a shot, you know, and now you say 15 years later, I was oh, I was wrong. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> but I do love Langy. I love Langy like a, like a family member. You just wanted to head him at the, yeah, the one time. Yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. We're a rugby league brand, not a union brand, but I've pumped myself up for a couple of rah-rah questions. Firstly, the honour of becoming a dual international. How special an achievement is that to you? Or are there other things that that uh, that you cherish more? Oh, it's a tremendous honour. But, you know, the thing that was sort of frustrating about it to a degree is that, that like, so many people when, I, when we swapped over felt like it was just given to us. Yep. You know, like they – like I'm – like so many people just assumed, oh yeah, he'll play for Australia. Like yeah. they don't understand the difference of the game, mm. how much, especially yeah, for an outside back. Same same size field, same ball. Like it's a different game. Yeah, and and even my dad, you know, like I remember ringing him saying, oh, "I just got picked for the Wallabies." Like, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. So like, of course you did. <laughs> it's like no, not of course I did. Yeah, like, it's freaking hard. Like. This is a team that's won everything for the last five years, you know, and yep. they see fit to put me in it. Mm. And it, um, yeah, to do, it was difficult because it, it, to me, like, well, 
Like I, I wanted to, you know, when I was a real little kid, you know, to the age of – like I, I played rugby league until I was 12. Yep. I never played rugby league again until I played in the NRL after that. Wow. Like you I played, played rugby union from then on. All through high school. All through high school. Wow. So I never played a game of rugby league through high school. Played rugby union the whole wow. way. So to play for the Wallabies meant everything to me. Like that jersey meant everything to me. And for people just to be so nonchalant about it when I made it, it was just like, I was like, man, am I reading this right? I'm not meant to be feeling better. Like yeah. I didn't expect lightning bolts to come shooting out of my ass or anything, but it was just like, <laughs> what the... Like, it's meant to be more exciting than this, but yeah. everyone just said, like, yeah, okay, of course you are. Go on and now go out and play. Yeah. You know? Oh, dear. Hello, legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings, and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. If you're interested, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Dot com dot au. Now back to the interview. Mate, the 2003 World Cup, uh, not interested in chatting about the 142-0 win over Namibia, nor results, but just the simple fact that you got to play in such a tournament and on home soil. I would imagine that in itself is a wonderful memory and... Probably goes a long way to rewarding you for for the decisions that you made in changing codes. I remember the first game we played France yeah. at the football at, at Stadium Australia, and the opening ceremony was on, and we were getting ready. and I snuck out and I sat in the stand with my hood on, and you know, just had a like didn't didn't have my Wallaby hoodie on. I had another hoodie, and I put it on. I snuck out, and I sat in there, in like sort of the, near the players area, and I just watched it. And I and I and I broke down. I was crying, you know, just thinking I'm a part of this moment. Yeah, you know, and it was so special to me because, you know, I, I I was old enough to understand rugby to a degree through those formative years at high school more than I was to understand rugby league when I was playing up until I was 12 years old. Yeah, so it meant a lot to me, and. Again, harking back to the when people are like to say whatever, you know, of course you're going to play for Australia. It's like no, this is more than that, and um, the bonds that you form in rugby are unique. And I, and I I made some amazing, amazing friends in rugby union. Still to this day, we, you know we're in touch regularly, and uh, you spend so much time with them. Yeah, it's different to rugby league. Yep. Um, you know, I left rugby league for one reason, and then I came back for this the reason I left it. Yeah. You know, rugby union doesn't have that tribal nature. It's got like a real family brotherhood nature about it, but it doesn't have that tribal, yep. you know, local, like angst, you know what I mean, Ice that passion, them. you know, yeah. like doesn't yeah. have that. Um, but it's got that global appeal. 100%. You travel the world, you see this, these amazing places and you're doing it with a great group of mates. 
who, you know, would probably all do it for nothing, you know, because yeah. they'd love it. And I wouldn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, mate, it was pretty special. But, yeah, and then, you know, after being away from that tribal nature for so long, it was something that was a yearning to come back to. So. Dawson goes through, makes a wonderful break. He's tackled 15 metres from the line. Backs there. Wilkinson will drop for goal. There's offside surely against thing. And no, Martin Johnson has it. He drives. There's 35 seconds to go. This is the one. It's coming back for Johnny Wilkinson. He drops for World Cup glory. It's up. It's over. He's done it. Johnny Wilkinson is England's hero yet again. And there's no time for Australia to come back. England have just won the World Cup. Oh, my goodness. The day Johnny Wilkinson etched his name in history in the 100th minute, does it still hurt? Like you wouldn't believe. Thanks for bringing it up, Andy. (laughs) Um, Oh, mate. You know, I, I... Caught up with, with Lottie and Justin Harrison a little while ago and, you know, we're talking about it. and We all talk about things that happened in that game. We've all got a moment, you know, like I, 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 had, I had this moment where I, where I probably should have released the ball when I was on the ground and I thought I wasn't, wasn't held and I got up to sort of stop some momentum that we had. Yep. You know, Lottie caught that kick in the first seven minutes over J- Jason Robinson and scores. We never did it again the whole game. Yeah. You know, like, like Jason Robinson's a midget. Compared to Lottie, Lottie yeah. six foot three, yeah, six foot four, and we never we never did it again. Mm. Now, Goog Justin Harris, he's like, mate, I was the one that missed the, missed the tackle on on Matt Dawson, you know, yeah. when he threw the dummy and got through. So you, you still know, look back with regrets well, oh, on mate, that moment. It's just like just moments, you know. And I just, mate, we we had it. Mm. You know, we we were coming back. We we just had it. We could have done it, and it just it breaks my heart, man. It just it's something that I'll live with. <laughs> to the to the day I die, obviously, but it just it kills me, man. It kills me, and I I just feel like you know everybody was behind us. Nobody gave us a hope, but we were good enough, and um, you know we just couldn't quite put the nail in the coffin. The return to rugby league. I don't think anyone that knew you well was surprised. Did it feel right? Uh, coming back to Queensland and being able to play at the Titans did feel right. Um, I got off. I got offered a spot at Cronulla, um, but it was it was never about going back to Cronulla. It was just about my headspace and getting out of um, getting out of after Dad had passed, getting out of that area that was just sort of like clouding me. Yeah. Um, it felt great to come back to Queensland, fresh start, new club, and I was just really inspired by what Michael Searle's vision was, you know, and. You know, I was actually going to hang him up. Like I was not going to play at all, and um, just ready to walk away from the spotlight. Yeah, just mm. you know, I was in a pretty bad space. But um, hey, so he's a good talker. <laughs> <laughs> Off the field around this time, a remarkable transformation from good kid, but you're a naughty kid. Your nickname was the Rat, <laughs> to a grown up, sensible adult. With drive, with purpose, with life structure, with wonderful personal values and morals, and the help of being a Christian. Yep. Um, an amazing transformation, Matty. Yeah, well, 
oh, mate, you know, the greatest gift in my life is being a dad. Yep. You know, that's yeah. that's the reality. And, yeah. you know, I've got four kids and I think I, I, I wanted to lay a great foundation for them to build their life off. Mm. And if I'm not – if I don't have a good foundation, yep. then what hope have they got? You know, I mean, particularly in this day and age, yeah. if they're getting that from social media and, you know, this, that and the other and – I mean, I know, I needed to get things right, and you know my my faith. You know, I don't go around beating over beating people over the head with the Bible. I just live it. I just try to live that life. And you know, we go to church. We we pray. You know, we pray about you know any issues that we have in our life. We pray for people. We you know that's how that's who we are. You know, I mean, I I don't want I don't want my kids to feel like their whole life is on them. Yeah. I want them Lovely. to have an anchor in their life that they can go back to and Lovely. And, you know, for us, that's God and that's our Christianity. And yeah, am I perfect? No, nah, I'm forgiven. I'm not perfect. Mm. I'll still screw up. Don't worry about that. And you know what? If you catch me, I might have too many beers one night and say the wrong thing and you know, you can judge me if you want. I won't judge you though. So And you're at peace with that. It's not my job. Yeah. You know, someone else can do that. That's you know, I, I love and accept everyone. Um and, you know, and I want my kids to be like that. You know, the, the, the world's become this place where so many people are being ostracised yeah. for being different or this or that. Yeah. It's like, man, can we just be uh, – it all sounds a bit airy-fairy, but can't we, we love, each, love other? each other? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know, it's like, is it that hard? Yeah. Like, you know – I'm with you. It's like, yeah, right now mm. there are people protesting about stuff or this COVID stuff, you know, protests going on. There's lockdowns, there's protests, this and that. But people, the, these guys that are protesting, they've lost everything. Yeah. They've lost their livelihood, maybe built a business over 20 years, and now it's all gone. Mm. And then other people want to sit back and go, oh, mate, these idiots, why are they pro? They're going to screw it for everyone. Mm. Yeah, but they've lost everything. So you've got to come, you've got to look at it from all sides. Yeah. Like, oh, I understand it. I don't, do I agree with it? Do I not agree? It's, it's not for me. Someone else can deal with that stuff. Yeah. I'm just not going to judge them. Mm. You know, people are hurting at the moment. A lot of people hurting in the world. Yes, they are. Yeah, my sister-in-law, she lives in New York. Man, they turned the local ice skating rink into a morgue because the morgue was full. They had to fill that up with bodies. They were, they were mass burials. Jeez. Like, this crap's real. You know, we haven't had the carnage here in Australia. So no, people, that's right. So people are like, yeah, oh, it's not real, this, that, and the other. Like, you know, she's lost a lot of very close friends, family members of her husband, over in the US, mm. and and we've we've lived through that with her, and she's felt her pain. Um, so it does annoy me a little bit when people, mm. you know, ah, oh, it's not real, it's not going to hurt us, mm. and blah blah blah. But but I do get it because I haven't felt it. Yeah, and it's and it's not for me to judge. It's like you know what, we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it because we're a strong country. But yeah, I just try to be positive. It's it's it's, it's way easier. <laughs> Griffin Air Conditioning offers the highest quality of air conditioning sales and service across the Sydney metropolitan area, providing installation and maintenance to commercial, domestic and industrial customers. Working with this team, you'll be guaranteed the latest services, technology and developments in the industry. Visit griffinair.com.au and tell them we sent you for a cool deal. You're positive in moving to the Gold Coast. Five seasons, 77 more games. It was exciting times with the inaugural club, the Titans. There were fond memories. Was it more about mindset and getting 
your head right in your mental health space than just playing footy for 80 minutes? Yeah, it was good to get into a, just a whole new environment where I could hide a little bit. When yeah. I say hide, like, you know, the Gold Coast is a big place. It, oh, I think Gold Coast is like a big version of Cronulla. Yes. Yeah. You know, but you can get away. You know, you can go down to Tweed. You can mm. go up to the sunny coast. You can get, you know, Cronulla is sort of like pretty insular. And um, I love the lifestyle. I love the opportunity to get away. I know, and, you know, it made me fall in love with playing footy again. Mm. You know, we had a group of young guys that were just, you know, we're pretty crappy, to be honest. Like Good fellas. Like great blokes. Yeah. But we, were, we weren't a good side. Yeah. But we were fit. Yeah. And I'll tell you, we had Billy Johnson. The hardest year of my life was 2007. Never trained harder in my life. And um, we were just fitter than most sides. And we won most games on fitness. We didn't win it on skill. And we were close the first two years to making semi-final football, mm. and then we played semi-final football the second two years I was there. So, yeah, it was a great, it was a great move. I, I feel like it was the perfect move for us at that time. In hindsight, didn't mm. you know? I was, I was unsure at the time, but you know, looking back, I'm glad we did it. You've had your battles off the field. Dad had his battles off the field. As a result of what you've learned, you've become a wonderful ambassador for men's mental health, encouraging males in particular, but anyone, but males in particular, to make the brave decision to speak out when things aren't quite right. Fulfilling in the fact that you can talk from experience and maybe just change or help someone. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one that Andy, because you know, I feel like in times when I've struggled, I don't I haven't wanted to talk to people, you know. That's right. And I think what I like to impress on people now is to understand mental health for one reason, so that you can see if someone else is struggling because yeah. they're probably not going to say anything. And that's, you know, I'm a part of, um, you know, the Walk for Awareness up here in, in, on, in Brisbane in October and, you know, that's, that's my message, you know, like just, just make sure you're in tune with your loved ones and the people that are close to you. Just, just check on them. Because, you know, if, if things – you know, I had a pretty tough time a little while ago. You know, I lost a, lost a friend to suicide. And it was after my dad and, and it sort of just rekindled a whole heap of stuff. And I was in a bit of a hole. Fortunately, my wife picked up on it. She called a couple of mates and they sort of came flying in and, you know, it was, it was a real – it was a real saviour. Well, I, I was in a real bad place. I had to go and get some help. I yep. you know, put my hand up and went and saw someone and, you know, at the, at the behest of my friends and my wife. Yep. And – best thing I ever did. We worked out that I was just really sad. You know, I wasn't depressed. I just, just rekindled some old memories, you know, some old thoughts and just made me feel bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, to just to to understand mental health and it's real. I mean, you, you can tear a hammy and go and get physio and fix it, you know. Like yeah. it, you see it. You see the pain. You see someone limping, you know. Like you just – yeah. Yeah, like the brain is a is a powerful thing, most powerful thing in our body. And, you know, when it goes a little haywire, um, you know, and, and generally like it's subtle things, you know, like people not getting out of bed or, you know, not answering phone calls or not getting back to you, just, just things that you can just pick up on as a mate that I think is really important to – and mate, I'm always trolling through my phone, texting mates, hey, what's going on? Yep. You know, like how's things, you know, just checking in, seeing what's happening. You know, I, I love I love Being doing that though. You know, I just yeah yeah. And then, does that mean I'm not going to struggle at times? No, you know, like we're all human. We all go through stuff. But you know, I I've, I've been through enough pain in that space to to not want anyone else to have to suffer through it. 
So if I can help a little bit, I'm happy. I think that's wonderful, mate. Uh, certainly a lot more important than footy, isn't it? I mean, oh, in, the, in the greatest scheme of things. You know what? I, I look back. I, I, <laughs> this is, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. Yeah. I, I look at my football career and I just think, man, how did I even do it? Like I watch a game now and just – and I look at it and I, and I loved it. Yep. I, I loved every bit of it. I'm grateful for it. But it's it's just that was that's just a stepping stone. That's the beginning. Yeah. You know, I feel like, you know, through what we've been through, I just feel like I'm starting. You know, like I'm a, I'm a young man. I've got you know a beautiful family, and I've got a charity that we run, and we're helping you know kids on the spectrum. And I just feel like ah, oh, footy's. And I want this to come across the wrong way, but I feel like footy was is so insignificant to what I'm doing now. I agree with you, and I think it is. You know, we and get so consumed. By so it. consumed. But what but what makes footy so great? is the passion that people have for it. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems like it's bigger than it is, mm. but it's not. You know, it's just footy. Yeah. And we love it, and that's what makes it so great, the passion of the fans. And, you know, like even, you know, recently we've had that Latrell Mitchell incident and stuff, you know. Yeah. Like people are going bananas over it. Like I, I think it was reckless. I don't think it was deliberate. No. I think it was just, you know, going in too hard and just he's, he's caught punishment for it. Okay, well, he's caught punishment for it. Let's get on with it. And, we're on the same page. But it's page. the passion of people that have yeah. brought it to the fore. Absolutely. But without the passion, you don't have the game, you don't have the money in the game. You don't have And the passion magnifies yep. the negatives and the uh, positives. And the positives. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, Matt, I love it, but it's just, you know, it was a stepping stone to bigger and better things, and I'm grateful that it's given me the platform to do the things we're doing. A book, a Matty Rogers book. I know. Yeah, and you've been working on it for the last year uh, because of COVID. You've, you've had yep. to delay the launch of it. But you've been hands-on, Matty. Hands-on. No ghost rider for this one. You know, Andy, I've, I've been through so much in my life, you know, like just positive and negative that have made me a different – made me the person I am today and I'm yep. grateful for every one of those experiences. And, and I, I go – and I look – and I look – I'm not sure – you know, sure that they're, they're, I'd like things to have happened differently, but if, if they happen differently, then I might be different and I'm really happy with where I'm at. I'm really content with who I am mm. and I'm really – really proud of myself, to be honest, to have been able to overcome a lot of hurdles. And when, when my publishers said, oh, you know, do, do you want a ghostwriter? You know, I spoke with my agent about it and I just thought, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to be secondhand. I want, I want my pen to be on that paper or my fingers to be on that keyboard. And it's authentic. And, and it's all me. I wrote it. And, uh, you know, two-finger typing a uh, 100,000-word <laughs> book is <laughs> – Take some time, but yeah. um, you know we did have that. Co- you know, I've I've, ri- I've written it over the last eighteen months, and you know, unfortunately, you know, with with the lockdowns in Sydney mm. and stuff, we had a launch date for November one, but um, this year, but we've had to push it back to August next year. Uh, I just want to be able to get out and see people. I've had so yeah. many. Uh, I've got yeah. so many great people that have supported me over my life. So many fans, and when I when I announced the book, so much positive response that I just feel like if I launch it now and I can't even get to news, I can't even get to Cronulla to see the people of Cronulla, you know, who supported me and my family throughout the hardest and the best times in my life. I just feel like it'd be wrong. So we spoke and and we've decided to to delay it uh, 12 months. The stories are timeless. There's nothing time critical in it. So, you know, I think it'll, it'll still be fantastic and I'm excited to be able to get around the country and, 
and not only see the the people that have supported me through my footballing career, but you know all the special needs stuff we do, all the you know the the, the reality TV stuff that I've done, and you know like sort of covered a bit of a gamut now. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're across you know a few different sort of fields of life, and it's been a lot of fun. Two hundred games of NRL footy, eight maroon jerseys, eleven kangaroo ones. 40 Super Rugby games, 45 Wallaby jerseys, a life lived both on and off the field from a wonderful name in Rugby League and a wonderful family in Rugby League. Matty Rogers, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you having me, mate. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.